like wrestling, but when it comes to watching, you just don't have the time. So sit on down and enjoy this lovely slice of grapple pie, yeah? Good God, gotta do something about that theme music, haven't I? That is uh, truly an abomination. Um, Hi, Uh, welcome to another episode of Grapple Pie. My name's Daniel Swan, thank you very much for listening. A little bit of a late one uh, this week. Um, I wholeheartedly apologise for that. There was uh, a guest at the residence this week, and it is always uh, a little bit difficult to do a podcast about professional wrestling um, when there's somebody in the house who doesn't know about professional wrestling. It's, it's it's that kind of if you're with somebody else who who enjoys wrestling, then that's fine. But it, as soon as it gets outside of that kind of comfort zone, it does become. Um, yeah, it's not necessarily the easiest thing to, to kind of pin a badge on and say, oh, I bloody love wrestling. Um, so, yeah, a little bit late, but um, still fun. Who knows? Uh, let's try. Um, so let's just dive straight into it because you're not here for stories of my personal life. It started off the show um, with a tribute to Black Jack Mulligan. Now, I will be brutally honest and say that I don't know who Black Jack Mulligan is. Um, he's obviously uh, from the old school um, of wrestling. Um, where I imagine he was a legitimately tough man born in the South um, who uh, wore trunks and uh, hit people really hard. That's what I'd imagine um, was the situation uh, with him. But for me, even though not knowing who he was, uh, the the most refreshing thing uh, about seeing the little uh, tribute um, graphic pop up uh, is that he lived to uh, kind of 73, 74 years old. Um, which, uh, tragically, I mean, that shouldn't be anything to to celebrate. That should just be, well, yeah, he, you know, he he lived a lived a full and uh, and rich life, and uh, and well done him. Um, but obviously, in the world of professional wrestling, where uh, far too many people die um, before the age of uh, forty, certainly before the age of fifty, um, yeah, that that's something to be celebrated that he managed to uh, to live a, a normal, full life. Um, so well done him. Um, and then the show kicks off proper with um, with old Shane O'Mac coming out. Now, uh, for, for those of you with uh, with good memories, you'll remember that the stipulation for the match uh, between Shane McMahon and uh, The Undertaker at WrestleMania was that if Shane won, then he got to be in control of Raw. Um, and, you know, if you have that equally keen memory, uh, you'll remember that he lost that match. Um, but here he is for the second week in the row, uh, running raw, so really just goes to show the the, the kind of attention to detail I think um, that WWE um, paid to the thing because it, it was a weird stipulation. I said it in my WrestleMania review. It was it was a weird way to set up a match because it kind of meant that it was lose lose, um, and so they kind of realised their mistake and they just have just gone back on it, um, which is not the best thing in the world for, for kind of continuity but uh, as long as you know Raw isn't starting off with a 20 minute promo from uh, Vince or Triple H or Stephanie um, it can only be a good thing uh, as far as I'm concerned so uh, yeah so Shane O'Mac comes out um, with his uh, suit and trainers uh, ensemble as he uh, often does or no it was with a, he was wearing his jeans but then he had the, the kind of um uh, waistcoat and shirt on uh, I don't know it looked kind of weird and he kind of was was speaking a bit weird as well I, I wasn't sure whether he was about to cry or throw up but it was like right after the throat um, and he comes out and everybody cheers and everybody loves him uh, and they claimed that it was uh, the reason that he's um, in charge of Raw again uh, was due to quote overwhelming social media support but it's like but that's uh, that doesn't make sense 
That doesn't make sense because people love loads of things that don't ever happen on social media. Lots of people hate Roman Reigns and don't want him to be the champion, but he's the champion. Thanks to overwhelming social media support, Roman Reigns is being stripped of the title uh, and he's being sent back to the mid-card where he belongs. Um, yeah, but he he comes out. If, let's just put that to one side. Let's put that to one side. I, I, I could go on whinging about it, but ultimately it's happened. Yeah, I just need to deal with it and move on. Um, and basically he came out... Um, and uh, set up a few matches, set up a few things that were uh, going on. Um, Natalia, obviously, at last week's um, title uh, ceremony for the women's title, that they had another one um, for for some reason. Um, I mean, really, probably just to set up a little uh, mini feud between Charlotte and Natalia, which is kind of the same feud that they were doing before at Roadblock. Um, but whatever. <laughs> If people, if they're not expecting people to be able to remember back to WrestleMania, then they're certainly not expecting people to be able to remember back to uh, to Roadblock. Um, so he announces that Natalia and Charlotte are going to um, have a match for the women's title, uh, which is uh, good news. Both uh, very good workers. That's um, expecting that to be a good match. Um, he's doing a tag team tournament, which I thought was strange. Um, because I didn't think they had a tag team division, but apparently they do. Um, so there's going to be a tag team tournament to determine the number one contenders to the New Day's uh, belts, which I kind of think is good because, I mean, nothing against New Day. I think they're really good. I think they're really fun. And I think they're obviously having a huge amount of fun doing it, which um, makes a huge difference, uh, I think. Um, but what makes them special isn't necessarily what they do in the ring, um, which is a shame because I think Kofi Kingston's uh, an amazing worker. But... Um, yeah, so having them be around and you know involved in it in some way, but not necessarily wrestling, isn't necessarily the worst uh, worst idea in the world. Um, then we've got AJ. Uh, he mentions that AJ is going to be taking on Roman Reigns. Everybody boos Roman, of course, because everybody hates him. Um, but then he announces that Sami Zayn, because he got screwed over last week by not being in the Fatal Four Way, because Kevin Owens beat him up. Um, there's going to be a match between Zayn and Styles, and if Sami Zayn wins, then he gets entered into the match um, between Styles and Roman, making it a triple threat, which would be very exciting. Uh, and Styles and Zayn, again, both very, very good workers, should be a good match. Uh, and then Kevin Owens comes out, which always um, is a sign that things are going to get a little bit better. Uh, such a big fan of him. He, uh, Yeah, so he comes out, his music comes out, he uh, basically whinges that he uh, wasn't pinned to lose his uh, IC title, which is true. Then he was screwed out of um, the Fatal 4-Way last week, which I don't necessarily understand how that works, how you can claim to be screwed out of something when it's just, you know, the rules, you know, to not be pinned. Well, I wasn't pinned on the thing, so I should... Be. It's like, yeah, but it's a Fatal 4-Way, isn't it? That's that's the whole rule of the match. Um so yeah, he starts whinging and then he demands his uh, rematch uh, with The Miz because he didn't get his rematch um, with uh, Zack Ryder because obviously uh, they whipped the belt away from him slightly too quickly. So he demands his uh, his title rematch tonight um, to which Shane says no, which, you know, he is, into, you know, as a, uh, you know, ex-champion, he is entitled to that. So that's, it's... <sighs> It's always the thing like that everybody 
when it's like a when it's you know the authority or it's a heel kind of person in charge everyone's always oh you know really unfair to the you know people who deserve it and they kind of screw the good guys out of title shots and such um but then Shane O'Mac's just doing exactly the same just because people don't like Kevin Owens they they're letting them get away with it um excuse me for sticking up for the rules in professional wrestling but um yeah he should get that title shot uh, but he gives him an opportunity to earn his title shot which again uh, not necessarily um, fair at all um, but he's got to um, beat Cesaro and then Cesaro comes out and bear in mind last week both of these guys were competing for the number one contendership for the world title um, and now they're competing for the number one contendership for the intercontinental title it's kind of you're hoping with Cesaro coming back into the main event picture straight away that it's like you know when you don't really have that many main event guys because everybody's injured more on that later um, you'd hope that he'd stick around the main event kind of seen for for more than a week apparently not that's fine um so they're competing for intercontinental um number one contendership cesaro has an amazing uh, with the titan tron when he walks out right to left has an amazing like james bond silhouette which is really cool and he came out in his suit again like he did last week his kind of stripper suit and pulls that off um which is uh strange um but really really cool i fucking love that bond entrance um thought that was very very nice indeed um, annoyingly, and, and again, it's it's the I don't know. JBL says claims that um, Kevin Owens was not prepared for a match tonight. Um, it's unfair that he's been thrust into this match with Cesaro because he wasn't he wasn't prepared for a match when, like, not five minutes before, he had demanded that on Raw he get a match against the Miz for the for the IC title. So it's like you can't. Def- just listen to what's going on. Don't just say random things. Oh, the, the, the bad guy's getting screwed out of it. It's like, I get that's your kind of job to stick up for the bad guys, but like, just listen to what's going on in front of you. Don't just, I don't know. So that annoyed me. Um, and then one of my favourite, favourite, favourite um, bits of the entire entire night. Um, so Cesaro did this fun little kind of switching headlocks from right to left to right to left and then Owens kind of scrambled out of the ring and it got a nice pop um and then Owens got back into the ring and put Cesaro in a headlock and then shouted I have the best headlock I am the headlock master and just wonderful just wonderful I love that Kevin Owens is very serious in some senses but then also is incredibly tongue-in-cheek in others um really just understands the kind of the entertainment side of it that it's all it's all a bit silly and it's all just a bit fun and that he can get very serious um but then also he does stuff like that which is just absolutely hilarious um so that yeah that i that got a lol i'm not gonna lie to you that got a lol from me um nice psychology in this match um owns going after uh, cesaro's shoulder obviously he was out um with an injured shoulder and um he, he's got the tape on it i mean obviously they wouldn't be letting him back in if there was any danger of him kind of re-injuring it again so soon well some danger of course but not a huge amount of danger um so uh yeah good psychology with that um again jbl with his commentary brilliant jbl um claimed that triple h and stephanie were the best power couple in the history of the wwe no in the history of the world no greater power couple um, than them so uh, that's that's something that I didn't realise I'd imagine it would be some kind of politician you know king or queen from the past you know who knows um, but no it's, it's Triple H and Stephanie um, I felt like Cesaro's selling in this wasn't amazing 
Uh, it wasn't absolutely fantastic, but he did some nice selling of the shoulder. He did a weird, he almost kind of hulked up at one point when he was getting punched, kind of hulked up or warrior out or whatever you want to call it, um, which is a little bit old school. And they traded submissions, which was nice. Showed Miz uh, and Maurice uh, in the back. Glad that Maurice is back. I think Miz is a character that um, kind of freshens up his character a little bit, having a having a manager. And, you know, he's the kind of guy, you know, he's got a hot wife. It's That would be something that he'd brag about. So I, I think it's... I like that she's back. Um, Tazara does this big swing, but it was kind of shortened through... Um, the kind of shoulder pain uh, of it all, um, but then ultimately he manages to uh, to pull out the victory. It was a good match. It was um, yeah, again, both of them are, are, are good. I like both of them, and um, kind of expected a decent match, and it yeah, it came out well. Um, then there's a little bit of a backstage segment with Charlotte and Ric Flair, kind of whinging a little bit. Then this guy called Doctor Phil comes out. I assume he's you know on some kind. He's like a kind of Jerry Springery kind of thing, or like a uh, Jeremy Kyle guy who comes and you know has a talk show and gives people advice. So he comes out and he essentially says that Charlotte is what I think a lot of people have um, been thinking from you know who followed Charlotte through NXT is that she's you know she's better than you know she didn't need to rely on Ric Flair to to kind of get over. She could have got it over on her on her own, but obviously he puts it in a in terms of like you don't need him to win you can win on your own you're you know blah 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 um makes makes the claim in the uh in the promo that uh rick flair raised her which as far as far as everything that i've ever heard about rick flair isn't necessarily true i think he was wrestling 300 nights a year and wasn't necessarily at home that much um but flair is amazing i love him i love him to pieces um wouldn't want him to be my dad certainly but uh yeah even at the age of 107 um still puts puts everything into it and he does a bit dr phil's kind of doing the woos before he gets a chance to do the woos and yeah that was really funny um then kevin owens um threatens to uh beat up Sami Zayn again uh to shane mcmahon but then shane mcmahon kind of tells him that he's uh banned from the building uh, which i thought was quite fun um then the new day come out and they hit, yeah, they have this uh, the tournament bracket with great kind of New Day graphics, like the, the teams get kind of chucked out of a box of bootios, which was uh, pretty fun. Um, and they, yeah, they have managed to scrape together eight teams, um, which is <laughs> uh, quite incredible. Um, and they have their, their tournament bracket. They kind of mention everybody's, that people have a better bracket with this than their NCAA brackets, uh, which is an American reference that I do understand because it's uh, college basketball. Um which kind of seems quite heelish, which is weird because they seem to be pushing more towards uh, being faces now. But um, in any event, if you're interested in uh, my uh, bracket, I reckon that the uh, in the first match, the Usos versus the Outcast, the Usos are going to win. The Vaud Villains against uh, Goldust and um, R-Truth, the Vaud Villains are going to win. Uh, Enzo and Big Cass against the Ascension, of course, Enzo and Big Cass are going to win. Uh, the Dudleys against uh, the Lucha Dragons. The Dudleys are going to win the semi-finals. I think they're going to, bearing in mind that the two kind of NXT teams have come through very recently and they're not going to want to screw them over too quick. I wouldn't have thought. Logically, the Vaud Villains are going to beat the Usos um, and Enzo and Big Cass are going to beat the Dudleys. Um, and then it gets down to the final. And just because I think the, the New Day... A more positioned as faces at the moment. I think the Vaud villains are going to win, um, and uh, to make it face versus heel. 
so that's my bracket. Those are my predictions. Uh, and coming up right now, right up next, was uh, an opportunity to see whether uh, they would come true. So it's the um, Lucha Dragons taking on Bubba and Devon. Um, terrible camera work. I hate to be a nitpicker, but terrible camera work for their entrance. Obviously, they've got a pretty spectacular entrance with the trampoline and the flipping over the what's-its. Um, but every, every part of it seemed to be missed, which I thought was strange. Obviously, it is live, so you've got to forgive certain th- bits and pieces. But this is something that they do all the time, surely. I don't know. Um, Dudley's didn't get an entrance, um, which makes them seem like jobbers, but that's fine. Um, and when you come back from the um, break, the big moment of the match has already happened, um, where Kalisto is feigning a neck injury, thus making it kind of a, a handicap match. Um <laughs> which so they have kind of an EMT out, kind of tending to Kalisto and seeing if he's injured. At which point, Bubba Ray <laughs> tells him to leave him alone and shut up. Honestly, Bubba Ray is—I think he's genuinely one of my favourite um, wrestlers at the moment. He's so entertaining, being a bad guy, being a real prick, shouting all the time through the match. Um, yeah, so that really made me smile. Um, yeah, they. I, and it's, yeah, so basically it was, a, it was a handicap match for the majority of it. Um, and obviously Bubba Ray and Devon end up with the win. They, I feel like they kind of mucked up the end a little bit. Um, so they did the classic kind of um, Devon's in a headlock, pushes against for a, a, an Irish whip, Bubba with the blind tag coming in. Uh, and then they was, I think, I assume they were supposed to do a 3D after that, um, but they didn't. And so they had to whip him again and do another 3D. And then Devon was about to go for the pin. Uh, but the bubble rate, which I very much appreciate, again, sticking up for the rules. It was like, no, I'm the legal man. I'll pin him. Let's not make a mockery of this. This is professional wrestling. We People need to take this seriously. Um, so, yes, the, uh, the Dudleys win. Um, chalk one for uh, my uh, tag team tournament predictions. Um and then Enzo and Cass come out again. Uh, everybody pops. Every, and they do, again, as I said last week, um, I'm, I've, I haven't seen any of them in uh, NXT. But obviously everybody in the uh, crowd has seen them in NXT uh, because they love chanting along to them. The, the, the opening few lines of their um, promo, always the same. Everybody loves chanting along. It's a wrestling crowds. I don't know what it is. Everybody loves, I know what they're going to say and I'm going to say it along with them. Um and they do. Uh, I do feel sorry for Enzo with his ridiculous hair. Like, I, I get, you know, people dressing in weird ways to be wrestlers, but he's got to live with that. Do you know what I mean? He's got to go through airports with that hair. Um, but fair enough. Um, then in the ad break, there was a, a trailer, uh, an advert for Civil War, which I'm very excited that I haven't uh, seen any of the latest trailers for. It's something that I'm trying. Um, uh, if, you're, if you're a fan of Civil War, if you're a fan of... Uh, uh, comic book related films uh, have a listen to one uh, one of my flicks uh, podcasts um because that's all about films and i you know they're my favorite films so um yeah going to be doing a big one about that in uh, may big spoiler uh, special about that uh, but very ple- proud of myself for just videoing straight past it um then we've got roman uh, reigns coming out everybody boos because everybody hates him um they even uh, acknowledge i think for the first time um, on uh, commentary, some people don't like him, which is uh, a very um, bold thing for the uh, WWE to do. The first kind of admission that uh, some people occasionally boo him, um, which happens all the time. Um, sign of the night for me, Reigns equals soft, 
which is uh, Enzo and Big Cass's uh, trademark. That did make me smile. Uh, it's just got the same opening line. Like, how are you expecting somebody to get over when they're just... I mean, although in the same way as Enzo and Cass did, he's just saying the same thing at the beginning of his, I'm not a good guy, I'm not a bad guy, I'm just the guy. Um, so he basically comes out and just confirms that the AJ Styles match will be at payback. Um, so it will be a pay-per-view match. Again, strange, because AJ's so over as a face. Uh, seems a bit weird. Then the League of Nations come out, and they have very a very kind of 90s promo. Ah, we're better than you. We're stronger than you. Um, and then he says, well, why don't you come and I'll beat you up. As they were coming down the ring, I was like, don't, Roman, don't you dare beat them all up. Like, if they just let him beat three members of the League of Nations up, I was about to shit the bed. Um, but they come out, they start beating him, and then the Wyatt family come out to make the save, which is strange. Again, they haven't established in any way why the Wyatt family are beating up the League of Nations. Um, seems to be pushing towards a, a, a Wyatt family um, face turn, um, which would be good, I guess. I don't really understand it. They Obviously, it's... The, the gimmick is much more of a heel gimmick, but um, it could work. I mean, everybody loves them, so it makes sense, I guess, to, to go with that. Uh, then Shane comes out without his music, which I thought was nice. Gave it a bit more of a kind of an impromptu feel, as opposed to everybody has their music, you know, before they come out. Um, and basically said that, uh, yeah, he, he would set up a tag team match, uh, Reigns and White against um, the League of Nations um, as the main event of Raw. So, yeah, again, pushing towards that kind of Wyatt face turn, which seems quite interesting. Um, we had a couple of promos um, for this Puerto Rican thing. Um, two guys, one of which I think is Primo. Um, I wasn't really a, um, hugely uh, into wrestling at the time that um, uh, they were knocking around, but I, I think it is him, um, and they seem like just a, a heel team who say that Puerto Rico is, is better than um, everybody else. Uh, then we have the women's title match. Good Lord, we're at 21 minutes already. Then we have the women's title match. Dr. Phil comes out. You think, oh God, don't do commentary. I hate people who can't do commentary doing commentary. Uh, but he just comes out and they just, in, you know, Byron gives him a microphone and he says something at the beginning and says something at the end. Basically just says, you know, I'm hoping that Charlotte does what I told her to do and, you know, tries to win it on her own, blah, blah, blah. Uh, then Natalia comes out in her new outfit which i just don't like because she looks like a dominatrix which is weird or she looks like she's in demolition um early 90s demolition um I, yeah i just think it looks weird looks weird and kind of like share or something like really 80s and crap um charlotte comes out though completely the opposite looking amazing that cool kind of rick flair robe uh, that she's got but then always again with the kind of backward roll entrance thing which I always think looks a bit awkward like she's always worried that she's going to smash into somebody behind her but it's never super fluid I don't know it's a weird thing to do to keep on doing um, they mentioned what a big thing it was uh, what a big Wrestlemania it was for um, for uh, women's wrestling saying that obviously it was the you know the Divas Championship was out the women's title was in uh, and also saying that Brie Bella that was her kind of retirement match at Wrestlemania uh, and they said that there was no better stage for your final match it was weird because she was like the Wrestlemania pre-show like the, the the actual show would be the better place to retire surely I don't know um, again a, a good match a good match um, Charlotte I, I'm a big fan of her as the cocky heel I think she does really well she does this great kind of kneeling on her th uh, on the throat 
choke thing, which is great. Um, and it cut to Dr. Phil and he started shaking his head, but she wasn't cheating at that point, which I thought was strange. It's like, oh my God, she's cheating. I can't believe she's cheating. But she wasn't cheating. She was just, you know, she was adhering to five counts and all kinds of stuff. So that was strange. Uh, then there was a figure, f- she put Natalia in a figure four. Then she put Natalia in a sharpshooter, uh, which was great. Always a great heel tactic. Like, fuck you, I'm going to, you know, um, give you a bit of Bret Hart. Um, but then after that, Natalia didn't really sell the leg too much, which is a shame. Um, an amazing moonsault um, by uh, by Charlotte. Hopefully, that, that it seems like she's going to be doing that in the same way that Kurt Angle would do the moonsault, i.e. never hitting it and only <laughs> using it as a way uh, for the face to get back into the match. Um, then she's about to lose. Um, she gets put in the sharpshooter by Natalia. She's about to lose. Ric Flair um, pulls the referee out of the ring just before Charlotte taps out. Um, obviously meaning Natalia gets the DQ uh, victory, but even with it, they play like two seconds of her music and then play Charlotte's music for no reason. Like that's, she didn't win the match. She doesn't deserve to get her music. Um, yeah. So that was a strange, uh, strange thing. Then we got a, a pretty kind of bland Sami Zayn and AJ Styles uh, interview. Like I'm going to win. No, oh, I'm going to win. Beer, beer, beer. Underdog from the underground. Hey, nobody calls you that. So don't say that people call me that. Um, then we get the, the uh, Usos out again. Um, again, no, we get the tag team tournament again. So it's the Usos and the uh, the Outcasts. Although of course the Outcasts don't get an entrance on TV because um, they're going to lose. Uh, but the Outcasts are in control for the for the majority of it, uh, which was strange. Um, and then they do the bow train, the kind of victory lap around the ring, which everybody hates. Um, it was great heat, really really fun. Um, big fan of the social outcasts. Surprising that they've managed to stay so relevant um, despite just being absolute jobbers uh, and losing every single week. Um, but well done to them for, for doing it. Um, and then they come back in after the um, bow train and um, they get rolled up and the Usos win. Of course they do. But it's one of those wins that like the outcasts kind of do better by losing than the Usos do by winning, especially then after that. Um, a big uh, debut um, of Anderson and uh, Gallows, um, who uh, who had signed along with AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura from um, New Japan. Uh, a lot of people are going, oh, when are they going to debut? And they debuted and they kicked the shit out of the Usos. Um, the Usos just seem to be the go-to guys for for tag teams to come back by tag teams to come in and beat them up because obviously the Dudleys did it a couple of months ago as well um, they just beat up the Usos for no real reason everybody starts ch- chanting for the Bullet Club so it's, again it's a very kind of smart crowd um, I mean you assume it at Wrestlemania and, and the roar after Wrestlemania and stuff but this is um, yeah a very worldly uh, worldly audience which is uh, which is good I think uh, interesting uh, so yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do um, moving forward um, as a tag team Obviously, you'd think that they would go, they would go after the gold. Um, but then, obviously, I, I don't know if I'd necessarily want to see two kind of super badass guys in a tag team going up against the New Day. I think that would be a real weird kind of clash of styles. So maybe they'll kind of save that for later on. But maybe, again, this kind of hints towards um, Finn Balor coming in, doing the Balor Club thing. Who knows? Um, then, again, and one of my favorite parts of the entire um, night... We have Miz and Maurice uh, backstage, uh, and Maurice is having a go at somebody for um, giving the Miz. And the Miz is just sitting there with cucumbers on his eyes, which is great. Uh, Maurice has a go. Maurice has a go at some guy. Um, 
backstage for giving him a bowl of M&Ms but saying that it states in his contract that he doesn't want blue M&Ms um, and that they gave them domestic water um, and he d- doesn't drink domestic water. Um, and then <laughs> uh, Miz stands up and he basically says that he's he's going to be um, uh, Cesaro's kryptonite, uh, you know, because he's the, the Swiss Superman, he's going to be the kryptonite. Um, but then he says that he's going to... Um, then he says, no, I'm going to do that one again. And Marie says, take two. And he gives it another take. He says, no, I'm going to do it again. I think that's such a great, hopefully they keep on with that because that was uh, really funny. And then Cesaro comes in and is completely outclassed and shows why uh, why people, why he's not a, a massive main event guy because he's an amazing worker in the ring, but he's just he's got no character. There's no character to him. Um, so he kind of outclassed uh, in that. But um, yeah, that was really, really good. The Miz Maurice. I think it's going to be an amazing um, partnership and hopefully be very, very funny. Uh, then we get Styles and Zayn. Jesus, this is rolling on really long. Um, so I'm going to try and... Uh, there's quite a bit left. Um, so Styles and Zayn, there's not a huge amount that I need to, to say about this. This is an amazing match. Um, really, really smooth wrestling, amazing kind of moves and very, very crisply put on. Really, it's the kind of match that's so good that it really annoys you when they put the ad, they go for an ad break halfway through. You're like, no, I just want to watch the match. Um, some of the best bits in it, um, Styles did this amazing, like vicious knee um, to the face from the apron when uh, Sami Zayn was outside of the ring. That looked really awful. Um, and an amazing drop kick. Uh, Sami Zayn did uh, an amazing plancher, as he always does. Uh, and his blue thunderbomb, which was... Uh, absolutely gorgeous really really crisp um the the end was kind of botched a little bit he um styles tried to do like a kind of sunset flip but um zane kind of backflipped out of it but he kind of landed on his head but i kind of feel like the style that he wrestles is all a bit kind of a bit looser and so you kind of forgive little mini botches like that um and then styles wins with the forearm which annoys me because i don't know i don't like um uh i don't like kind of striking finishes like that, especially when he's got so many other finishes that he could use. Um, I don't know. I, I, that's, I think that that's a great kind of, that's a setup. It's like Goldberg. You've got to go by the Goldberg principle. You have your striking move that can come out of anywhere that then sets up the finisher. I much prefer that. Um, but yeah, this is a great match. Uh, really, really. Uh, this was the, uh, yeah, match of the night. This was um, really, really enjoyable and uh, wished it could have gone on a little bit longer, to be honest. Uh, Then we get the highlight reel. uh, And again, when we're talking about good bad guys like with Bubba Ray earlier, Chris Jericho, so much better bad guy than he is a good guy. Comes out with this wearing a suit jacket and no shirt. Just what a tosser. What an absolute bell end. Uh, tells people to stop booing. Obviously, that's just so simple, but everybody starts booing. Then he's on the highlight. He kind of hosts the highlight reel, but he hosts it with himself. He starts interviewing himself, um, which is basically just like, who's his next feud going to be with? You You just know that at some point, somebody's music's going to come on and that's who he's going to have a little feud with uh, and Dean Ambrose comes out which is great because again he's a, a great talker like a lot of the times in, in wrestling it can be a little bit awkward like with Roman Reigns he's not a great talker so you're a little bit on edge when you're watching him talk so you think oh this is going to be a bit embarrassing um, but Ambrose is a great talker has a lot of fun with it basically announces that the highlight reel is cancelled replaced by the Ambrose Asylum um, they have a little bit of a, a tete-a-tete um, gives Jericho dirty deeds and obviously they're going to have a fight later on down the line which I think will be good I think it'll be a good match uh, and then yeah going from two great talkers to Goldust and R-Truth um, 
pointless. No need for, for a little backstage segment with them, but they have a little backstage segment where Goldust is annoyed that they're in the tag team tournament because they're not actually a tag team, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Then we've got Apollo Crews coming out from uh, Stone Mountain, Georgia, which always makes me smile because the only other person that I know that I've ever heard the, the place of Stone Mountain, Georgia from uh, is uh, Kenneth Parcell, the page uh, from 30 Rock. Um, very different from Apollo Crews. So that always gets, makes me a bit, sm- uh, a bit giggly. Uh, a bit smiley, rather. Like Apollo Crews, segue. Um, yeah, he just looks very kind of inflated and smiley. I, I, looking forward to him getting some kind of character because obviously he's a great he's a great worker, very athletic, very strong, um, and has got you know just looks huge um, in a way that WWE obviously loves. But there's no real character to it. He's going against Adam Rose. Adam Rose gets a, a surprising amount of. Um, uh, offense. I thought it'd be a bit of a squash, but not quite a squash. Kind of a squash. You never really thought that Adam Rose was going to win, but got a bit more, um, a bit more offense than I thought he would. But no entrance, so you know who's going to win immediately. Um, and then yeah, Cruz does this ridiculous strength vertical suplex, almost from like a kind of. It's like Adam Rose is going for a small package, and then he just wrenches him right up into a vertical, which was um, absurd. Uh, and then got the victory with his kind of back suplex into a power one thing which looks alright I think they could have a better finisher for him though um, then we get another Puerto Rico thing that's pretty pointless we have a Baron Corbin vignette which is good kind of keeps him in the mind even if he's not um, even if he's not wrestling uh, then we get a Bray promo at the beginning which sometimes I don't like I kind of feel like he has has a tendency to ramble on um, but uh, has a great line where he tells Roman that he can trust him which I thought was nice, just a nice little thing setting up the uh, the mistrust between them. Then he comes out on his own, um, with obviously all the fireflies and stuff, great entrance. Um, and he's I feel like he's kind of sped it up a little bit, which is great, because when it was like five minutes long, you just think, Jesus Christ, as long as the Undertaker's entrance, I don't care enough. Um, they go to commercial, they come back from commercial, um, and he's doing the kind of raven sitting in the corner. Um, which is always one of the coolest things that anybody has ever done in a wrestling ring. Just sat down in the corner like, fuck you. I don't care, um, which is very cool. Then Roman comes out. Everybody hates him. Dysfunctional tag team. Ah, they don't like each other. Brr, 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 brr. Um, real nice kind of hard tag by Bray. Just slaps him in the arm like, you're in. Um, and then slaps him again when he's out. It's like, I'm in now. So it's kind of Bray's in control of it all, which makes sense because he's the kind of clever one. He's the kind of the chess master of it all. Um, they do this weird really early on that the League of Nations do a weird um, uh, finisher where it's like the kind of classic kind of backbreaker leg drop double team move but it's with Del Rio's kind of stomp which is his finisher I think the the kind of two foot stomp from somebody ridiculously hanging on from the tree of woe thing um, but that only gets a one count so I thought that was a bit strange um, and then yeah I thought uh, a weird thought because obviously Bray Wyatt is, has been a heel his entire career. It, and then, you know, he's obviously they kind of slow it down and he has to sell a headlock. Is this the first time he's ever had to sell a headlock? Because um, he does it kind of weirdly. Like, he's he's not really sure what to do. Um, which makes sense if he's never had to do it before. But, yeah, I thought that was quite strange. Um, he gets the hot tag to Roman. Um, everybody boos because everybody hates Roman. Um, then the League of Nations double-team Roman outside. They regain control. Uh, it's an amazing enziguri by Del Rio. I don't know what it is about Alberto Del Rio's legs that make slapping them so loud. I don't know what it is, um, but he has very slappable thighs and they make his enziguris sound 
disgustingly good. Um, really, really enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> they knock uh, Roman off the apron, uh, and there's a, a big kind of move. It's like really setting up, like, okay, so this is going to be the finish. Um, but then Bray kicks out, and Rusev just has an absolute paddy on the outside, like obs- cartoonish selling, like, blah, 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 like kicking the ring. thought that was great. Um, and then Bray and Roman win, and they kind of stare down each other, um, which is an interesting way to, to kind of finish it, um, as if they're kind of almost kind of building up to a, maybe a double turn, a kind of Austin Bret Hart double turn, which I thought which could be really good. But then, of course, um, as is always the case uh, with WWE, then they go on tour um, in Italy, and um, Bray Wyatt has got injured. Um, which has been uh, reported uh, from several places, uh, which is a huge, huge shame. Um, real, real disappointment um, that he has been injured, especially as they seem to be kind of building, building him up, building up towards a bit of a bit of a main event run. Um, I'm a big fan of him, big, big fan of uh, of Bray Wyatt, and uh, yeah, I think that WWE could have could slash should be doing a lot more with him it looked like they were kind of half getting towards it uh, but yeah he's he suffered some kind of calf injury um in milan uh, where he was wrestling um roman reigns hopefully it won't be a big thing hopefully it won't be a big thing but they did have to stop the match um which is not obviously a good sign if it was something small then they might have been able to uh, continue on with it but yeah they had to stop the match um and uh, yeah, so that's a, a real again. So many injuries um, for WWE at the moment. Randy Orton, John Cena, obviously in the last year. Uh, Cesaro in the last year. Big Show in the last year. Daniel Bryan, um, Seth Rollins, all kinds of people. And Sting having to retire because he got injured so badly. Um, really does kind of make you think. Yeah, there should be some kind of. They really need to kind of take it a bit easier on them. I think that I think the the way that people wrestle these days, the way that people could get away with, you know, wrestling such a, a tough schedule back in the day, and I don't even think back in the day it was as bad as it is at the moment. It's just because the the pace of wrestling and the style of wrestling was much lower impact on people. Um, in the, you kind of you know you think of the mid nineties, it's it just wasn't as wasn't as big. But now where people are getting more into the kind of indie style of wrestling, it's very very high impact, huge moves all over the place. Um, just as we can see, you can't really do that four or five times a week and not you know expect injuries um, because these are human people with human bodies that that you know um, break um, from time to time if you overwork them. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know what the I don't know what the solution is. I think Lucha Underground are doing a real good thing by just doing like seasons, like a like a normal TV show. Um, maybe cutting down on the house shows. Maybe just doing the t- televised shows. I don't know what the solution is, but I think something needs to be done because people are just yeah just sacrificing their bodies too much. Um, and uh, yeah, it's getting to the point that it's like who is left? Who is going to be left to to be in the main events? Because uh, yeah, everybody's just getting ridiculously injured, which is a huge shame. Um, overall, though, I thought this was a really good Raw. I thought it was really, really nice. Um, some really good matches. Owen Cesaro was really good. Um, uh, Charlotte and um, Natalia was a good match. I thought that was uh, very, very solid. Um, Sami Zayn and uh, AJ Styles was the match of the night. That was really, really nice. Um, and the main event was a main event I don't know Um, but yeah a lot of really good stuff Um, setting stuff up for the future Um, 
good wrestling. It seems like they have something of a plan. Um, so yeah, I, I thought this was one of the better roars that I've seen in a while. Um, and hopefully they, they kind of um, capitalise on this kind of momentum and uh, yeah, do something fun. Hopefully the, the tag team tournament builds up a little bit of momentum for that because it, it is a shame that you know everybody loves a bit of tag team wrestling, especially when it's done in the kind of um, that old school way with kind of ring psychology and where stuff makes sense. Um, I think that's lacking a little bit. So um, yeah, but that that's my uh, that's my take on Raw. Uh, it did go long. Sorry, it's a bit of an action packed Raw. So there's a lot to talk about. Um, but yeah, hope you enjoyed uh, listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to it. There'll be another one up uh, next week. Another another one up in a few days actually because this one's late. Um, but yeah, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you come back and listen to uh, another Grapple Pie uh, later on. Um, and uh, yeah, until next time, uh, keep watching some wrestling. Be proud of it. Wear it on your chest. And uh, have a good time. Cheers. You like wrestling, but when it comes to watching, you just don't have the time. So sit on down and enjoy this lovely slice of grapple pie. Yeah.